1: John Hennigan in studio. And sitting next to me is Marco Farrell. And sitting next to him is uh, his. Do you want to introduce your father?
2: This is uh, my dad, Jeff Farrell.
1: Okay. And uh, now, Jeff is, uh, when it comes to water, he is almost uh, a legend. Um, and not only in his mind, but all over the world. So, you know, we, we're not really going to be talking to Jeff about fishing, but I want to introduce him. And Jeff won two gold medals in the Olympics in Rome. Now, how many times do you get to sit down at a table with somebody who's got two gold medals? So, All the
2: time for me, but yeah. most people know.
1: <laughs> but anyway, delightful guy. Uh, we're certainly glad that you could come in. And I know that you're, as far as water sports, you're almost unequaled. But uh, in fishing, you might learn something. Actually, you can learn something from your son. (laughs) But uh, what we're going to be doing today is uh, we've got a very exciting, I'm very excited about what's going to be coming up because um, there's the bucket list. Well, there's uh, some places that I've never been to that I want to go. Um, one of them is cuba which i think within the next year we can probably arrange that and the other one is panama and that's what we're going to be talking about today is uh, we've got two lovely ladies that are angling experts on panama that we're going to be bringing in the studio shortly and i think you're going to enjoy that and then we've got uh, we're going to start off with mark Uh, a bass angler, and you know he may even uh, want to hang on and, and talk to some of these lovely ladies because I'm sure he'd like to get down there. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Please go to fishtalkradio.com right on the front page. If Richard is uh, available today, we may even have it up tonight. Is the uh, the program complete? right on the front page of fishtalkradio.com. So make sure that you join us and we'd love to get some information and some feedback for you from uh, our Facebook. Marco Farrell, who is our new marketing director and social media coordinator or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's what he's going to do. So pay attention to that. Check us out and keep following us. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you.
0: Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at costabajaresort.com.
4: I keep it simple, that's the deal, my belly club saddle and my spinning reel, little working man blues, help me
1: make it through the day. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and in studio with me, we have our new um, marketing and social media director, uh, Marco Farrell. Howdy. And what we're going to do is we've been a bit remiss in the last few months, in case nobody's noticed, as far as our social media. But that's soon to be taken care of. So we want to make sure that you spend a lot more time visiting us on Facebook. We're going to be helping out with our website so it makes a little bit more sense. and got a lot more information. So we'd really appreciate you giving that a shout. And we'll make it worth your while. Maybe we'll even get some stuff away. Who knows? Yeah, we got some really fun plans. Okay. It's going to be great. And then uh, Jeff brought his dad with him today. Um, no, Marco brought his dad with him, Jeff Farrell, that is uh, sitting in listening to us. He's, uh, qu- he's an expert in water sports, but not in angling. We have an Olympic two-time gold medal winner sitting. That's uh, Marco's dad. And we're going to see if we can get him a little bit more interested in what's in the water besides people. <laughs> so anyway, right now we have Mark Lesane, the editor... Publisher, uh, salesperson, uh, copyright editor, and janitor for Bass Angler magazine. And uh, by the way, Mark? Yes, sir. Um, when we first got together, it's been a couple of years, and can you kind of give us an idea of the growth of your magazine?
7: Uh, well, over the, well, over the last couple of years, we've grown pretty well. You know, a lot of a lot of newsstand growth. We've you know gone from, you know, about ten thousand in newsstands up to about twenty. You know, we got about four thousand subscribers for print, uh, about four or five digital thousand subscribers. Um, so you know, things are things are actually going really well.
1: Well, I know that when I first got together with you, I was at one of the trade shows, and I you seemed like an interesting guy. Actually, I don't think I've seen you since then, but anyway, um, I go. Oh, he's got this new magazine. Well, lots of luck with that, you know. know, <laughs> the, the media business in general, a little, you know, print media, is is a tough road. But you've done a great job, and you know, it's it's uh, it's certainly worth looking into. And if you just want to go, uh, let me guess, BassMag.com. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. gosh. I find yeah, you that know, right.
7: the print, yeah. print media is a, a little bit of a tough business, so, you know, and I, and I get to see these people come and go all the time. I, I hear it all the time. Hey, I'm starting a magazine. I go, okay, cool. Have fun. <laughs> and then, you know, a year later, they're gone, but yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. So.
1: Well, that must mean something. Well, part of it is that obviously you've learned a few things about publishing, and you don't need to learn anything about bass fishing because that's that's what you do. <laughs> hey, have you, have well, you fished any tournaments lately?
7: You know, I haven't fished one for a few weeks. I was fifth about three weeks ago, and then on my way back, uh, my trailer ball came loose on my truck or on my boat. Oh, oh a, no. A, boat came off and did a little damage to it. So it's actually in the shop right now, and I'm hoping to get it back. Maybe tomorrow things go out. Things go out. Well, you know,
1: as a matter of fact, Mark, um, because you trailer a boat all over as a bass angler, um, it sounds like you'd be the one to give us some tips on boat trailering. First of all, not what to do. (laughs) <laughs> what not well, to do. you know, one,
7: one thing is to make sure that your trailer ball is tight. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, mm. I, I put it on and torqued it down to a couple hundred foot-pounds and then drove it about 10,000 miles with, really without even thinking about it. Yeah.
1: And, Who would think um, about that? Yeah.
7: I mean, that's just something that you don't think about. It's got a big lock nut. It's a one-inch bolt. I bought the best trailer that you can buy, and um, you know, figure everything was going to be good until I was going down I-5 in the middle of the night <laughs> I went home. And, you know, went man. Oh, and, you and looked
1: you know, in your you rearview know, view mirror and there was, a was a nothing back you, there. You looked in the rearview mirror and there was nothing there.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was dragging the boat by the cables, and there were sparks everywhere. It was wow. crazy. Wow. So... Well, you know, while we're, all up
1: well. seriously, while we're on the subject, uh, why don't you talk about that for a little bit? And then also, uh, the, a lot of people are getting ready to give up for the year. Uh, first of all, I would say don't give up because there's always some place where you can go fishing no matter what time of the year. But uh, why don't you give us a couple of tips on, because you spend so much time pulling a trailer, maybe some tips on, um, you know, that can help people out.
7: How about you know, re- etiquette, I think is probably one of the most overlooked things we have in trailering boats, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of it's a lot of the, you know, the guys that never gone out, ski boaters and people that really don't know any better. but you know, really, when you're when you're putting your boat in the water, get it ready before you get there, have everything ready, pull up to the ramp, back it in. Tie it up to the dock and, and get out, so the next guy can get up there. Yeah, um, you know, don't you don't just don't leave your sit car in the there. Yeah. Of the ramp and mm-hmm. you know, load your ice chest and get everybody in there and everybody yeah. out and everybody in. You know, all that. So I mean, just get it in, get it done, and get out, and then, you know, it makes it makes for a lot uh, mm-hmm. nicer experience for everybody.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you a real quick story on trailering about Um, Somebody that I know very well, (coughs) another member of Outdoor Riders Association, um, wrote a book on trailer uh, boat fishing in Mexico. And one of the things that he said is that you always carry a spare for the tow vehicle and take two spares for the trailer. And people don't go really. Well, I had a, some years ago. I had a an older suburban that I wanted to take down, and I had a 20 foot uh, Bertram that I was taking down to one of the charter people that needed a motor, and he was going to redo it and you know and use it for down there. So I was towing that down. He was he was almost right, except I needed three spares for the trailer. <laughs> Oh geez. Yeah, it was I I was had to go along a road and there was something on the dock part of a dock was after a storm and it's it was a tandem and it slit the sidewall of the two rear tires and then of course my last one more but um anyway, just a, a quick thought. But you know, that's that's one of the tips. And then also, uh what about most people never check their pressure in their trailer tires, do they?
7: You know, that's that's also true. Uh, you know, a lot of times you want to check. If you have a tandem trailer, It's uh, just, you know, go back and take a look. Usually I stop every time for gas. Take a look, especially at the rear tires, because the front tire – and kick up a little nail and stick it in the back tire, then oh. the back tire will get get low, and you and you actually won't even notice. No, because the it front tire is carrying all the weight. Way out of yeah, air. yeah, right. Yeah,
1: no, that's a good it's tip. The
7: hardest one to see, especially in the rear view mirror. Uh,
1: the other thing I would like to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, Ken was just wrote me a note. He says when you put your boat in the water, make sure the drain plugs in.
7: <laughs> yep you know that's, a, that's a, you know that's a good thing. That's part of getting it ready, but I should yeah. have touched on that you know um, if, like for me, I pull my drain plug out every time I'm out of the water, every time I pull a boat out of the water and for you know for a couple of reasons, but one reason is that fiberglass will absorb water. So if you leave the plug in and your boat gets water in the bilge, your boat can be a couple hundred pounds heavier. Now, if you're talking, you know, a couple thousand pound bass boat, a couple hundred pounds is 10%. That'll really slow it down. So I usually pull the plug out, drain it, and then I always know that my plug is out. So when I get to the ramp, I put my plug in.
2: I got a quick tip for you, Mark. Uh, okay. This is one people don't think about. Whenever I start trailering, I always lower my rear, rear, uh, rear window, and I turn the radio off for uh, a few miles. Because you're more likely to have a problem when we haven't trailered in a while, and you can hear Ooh, what's going idea. on with the trailer. And I uh, tend to leave That's the radio lower so I can be aware of what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's a good tip. Well, and, and, you know, good Another tip. another thing, too, because I recently did something stupid. Uh, I cranked up the, when I put it down, the, the wheel on the front, I cranked it up, put it on, uh, but I didn't flip it up. And I was hearing this strange noise. I go, what the heck is that? So I finally pulled over. Yeah. and <laughs> And this, you know, this wheel. Unfortunately, I didn't destroy it, but it didn't wasn't good on it. But uh, another thing that comes to my mind: if you're a pilot, you always have a checklist to go through. That may not be a bad idea when you're getting ready to take a trip, as far as what your supplies are and the things that you check before you turn the key on and take off. Exactly. uh, You know,
7: it's always a a good idea to take a look under, you know, behind the rear wheels mm -hmm. because if. If you're going to have a seal problem, it's going to leak on the inside of the wheels, and you'll notice, like, dark splatter pats on the inside of the wheel or or on the drum. And if that happens, that means, uh, you know, you're leaking some grease. And yeah. If you're leaking more, grease, it's you know, getting
1: bear, water in or the bearing. Yeah, bearing butters are great, but uh, because you're putting the boat in the water, you want to make sure that those bearings are working properly. Good tip. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Panama, and I can hardly wait. And you're going to hopefully stick around, and I'm, you probably got more questions than I do. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you momentarily.
9: S A N D O S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is the only 5-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler friendly, Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit sando's.com and use discount code FISHTALK.
3: i baby. You baby. You we'll go down
9: and
1: Welcome back. The Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And of course, we have our new marketing uh, and social media director, Marco Farrell, sitting next to us. And we have on the line with us, uh, Mark Lassane that we just talked to about some tips on trailer boating and didn't really get much into angling, but we're going to be doing that shortly. We have the pleasure on the line with the lovely Sherry Wilson. And what she does for a living is makes Uh, dreams come true she operates executive travel executive adventures and travel and we're going to be talking to her uh, primarily about panama but i'm sure there's some other related topics that you know she might be able to help us with and uh, some things you're going to have to add to your bucket list sherry welcome to fish talk radio Thank you, John. Well, I, what can I say? We should probably turn it over to you for a minute to give an idea to our audience. What really is that you do?
10: Okay, basically I've been selling fishing charters for a little over 20 years and primarily to Panama, Central America, although there are other spots in the world to go like Costa Rica, Guatemala, Mexico, Fiji. The list actually goes on and on.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Now we got that. So you've been doing this since you were eighteen, And you yes. <laughs> and, and you and uh, you know, and you've actually been to these places.
10: I have. Uh, okay. What a great What a great job, right?
1: Mm-hmm, there and you go.
10: There's There's so many fish in the sea to catch, and whatever's on someone's bucket list. I can definitely cook
1: you up. Well, I think we're going to find some things that people are going to have to add to their bucket list. Uh, when we were off air, I was talking, well, we actually we were talking to uh, Mark about uh, Panama. And I've, I've taken, uh, I don't know, three, four groups to Costa Rica, but not to Panama. I've, I've had a short visit there, and to me, Panama is what I was hoping Costa Rica was going to be. But it wasn't. I mean, Costa Rica wasn't. But uh, Panama, it's lush. It's green. Um, The people are warm, friendly. They all speak English. The U.S. dollar is a national currency, and they have a lot of variety. Now, of course, you know, probably the primary thing you're talking about is uh, in the Pacific, offshore for all of the big game fish you'd find in Baja and and Florida. Only more of them, I understand, sailfishes, fly fishing sailfish is big there, but Dorado, tuna, marlin, big marlin. Yeah, is what it's about but give us a, an overview of what is available in panama
10: okay basically what you're looking at during the month of december through february are um big black mainly black marlin some blue marlin wow. also specific shellfish are around and they're smaller the elephants you know, although i caught a small one in january that was 256 pounds right? <laughs> it hurts really bad oh, you yeah. have to be careful what you wish for in, in Panama but you're right the variety is incredible but yeah. on the months of March April May June July August September you'll get your yellowfin tuna and yeah. they will be over 300 pounds well you know well
1: you know if I hook up into a, a 150 pound uh, tuna do you know what I do
10: I don't know. I'd cry. I no, take the I, chair. I, I, I
1: hand off. I hand off the rod. <laughs>
10: don't tell anybody that, John. Come oh on. man, those things. You
1: know, the big ones are, or the smaller ones are fun. They come up to the top, and you can fight them. But when they get big, all they do is go straight down and swim in a circle, and it's you're just, you know, you can spend hours and hours and hours trying to drag them to the surface. But you know, well, I'll, you you, ca- you, you catch
10: you catch Yeah, you come catch on, it. Now. I'll eat
1: it. Yeah, you got a short stroke. <laughs> yeah, you catch but it. I'll eat you, it. Yeah.
10: You know, the cool thing about Panama, you mentioned, is the variety there. Mm-hmm. And there's never an opportunity, um, unless you choose that route, to miss out on a nice uh, rooster fish. Oh, a, rooster fish, there's a ton of those, uh, yeah. The Kibera Dog Sea Love Snapper or some of my favorite. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of Snapper there, mm-hmm. but. Um, You can catch Gerardo, Booper, Mm -hmm. Amberjack, Wahoo, um, Bali. I
1: I don't think that they get the pressure that they might in Florida, the Keys, or in Baja. I mean, they're certainly popular.
10: they really don't. Um, I can remember 20 years ago, only one operator being out there. He owned a 115-foot mothership and had a fleet of 10-foot boats. that range in size from 28 to 34 footers, and we take that mothership and dock it at what they call Quaba, and it's only like a 10 mile hike uh, to what's known as Hannibal Banks It's world renowned for its full size fishing, along with Montosa, and of course at Cleba you're on top of the inshore fishing grounds as well. There's another operator out there today who actually operates off 110 uh, foot floating barge and has the same type of operation. And it's phenomenal because there's no long boat ride. See the fishing grounds are mm-hmm. actually on top of them, well, but in the other areas out there, um, you got up. I mean, you got five square resorts. Um, and you're looking at a little haul to the big fish. Well, but they get up pretty early. Yeah. Um, Ho-
1: hopefully, we're going to have uh, somebody else coming on and joining us. But um, we were talking about Panama. And bucket list. Uh what are some of the other areas that you book that are that are very popular with anglers in in, uh, in Central America? Star.
10: Tropic Star is a great area. Um they fish uh Zane Reef. I mean, it's just world renowned and they operate off Bertrams and I mean they just do a really good job at Five Star Live, at seven night pool and you know, accommodations are plentiful, and it's great between families if you want. And, you know, if, if the wives don't fish, there's plenty of stuff for them to do between tours and hiking and zip lining and all kinds of jazz.
1: Mm-hmm. And while so some- the
10: boys are out there fishing, the ladies do their things. <clears throat>
1: Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it depends a bit on what you're looking for. But, you know, we've heard some reports from Belize, but give us some other areas uh, that, that may or may not be um, something that people know about that, that you would highly recommend that you can help with.
10: Uh, Guatemala is really a hot area right now. Um, there's quite a few operators out there. Um, there's some that are obviously better than others, but if people are looking for a really nice spot, you you really want to consider Pacific Sands, they're phenomenal. They've got the pool and all that jazz, you know, and just right on the fishing grounds. And, and, and although the water is just a little bit choppier there than it might be in Panama, um, the fishing's outstanding with plenty of things to catch.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question for you. This is Marco. Um, okay. A couple questions. What's your favorite, what, what's your most memorable catch you've had?
10: Wow. Does it have to be a catch, or was that, you know, 1,200-plus-pound marlin I missed? Yeah, right. You're you're (laughs) you're the crap out of me. No. um, We were trolling, and I guess our mate or our captain had a little bit too much to drink, but I'm a captain. You know, Bartolo, go ahead and take a nap. You know, I've got this. And so my girlfriend and I are out fishing, and the mate's driving the boat. And, man, this big fish jumps. And if you see a huge monster fish that day jump out of the water i mean you're adrenaline oh my god my heart was just pounding and everybody's screaming in spanish and bartolo get up get up get up so he's getting up fish is on and my girlfriend kathy's going sherry catch that fish i'm like no you catch it she's like no you catch it and bartolo said sherry catch this fish and i mean they wrote me in this chair and fish on and they're like real, 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 and this fish was so big. He died. It was like literally he was trying to back down, get the fish closer, and chase it, and all of that drama going on. But at one point, I felt like I was pretty close to this fish, and it was it was scary. But he was just a little bit too big for my for my outfit. And, and I tell y'all, he pulled that line all the way to the knot, and that reel was on fire. <laughs> wow. So
2: you, so you you had a long-distance long release.
10: It was, it was, and he didn't fill me at the other end of the line, but that's got to be one of the most beautiful fish I've ever seen, and, you know, after looking at everything, and, you know, we're like, how big do you think that was, and this is a captain in Panama that's world-renowned, mm-hmm. and, He's like, Sherry, That that was over 1,200 pounds easily. But there's a lot of that in Panama. And the biggest thing that an angler needs to remember is you're not going to catch all of them, but you have definite opportunity for the big ones. And um, and it's just a fun thing to do.
2: Wow, wow. Second question. Uh, I know someone with an unlimited budget can go down there and get what they want. But what what's kind of your regular guy? What's 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 uh, what's a budget? What's a budget trip down there? What would you recommend, and, and what are you looking at ballpark?
10: It, It's funny that you kind of mentioned that. I have, like, really small operators. There's one in particular that comes to mind. It's called Real Inn in Panama. Yeah. Um, this guy has basically a 27-foot Ocean Master, I believe, and then a smaller boat he uses for inshore. Um, does a real fun job. Uh, So he uses the bigger boat Mm -hmm. for the big fish, the smaller boat for inshore, and he's got a little bungalow-type area for guys to to sleep and
1: eat. Sherry, we've only got about a minute or so left, but we've been completely ignoring, ignoring Mark. Mark, do you have any questions for Sherry?
7: You know, I'm, I'm I'm just listening to why I'm enthralled in uh, all the stuff in Panama. You know, I was curious about, uh, you know, the average price of a trip down there, too, you know, like about a week yeah. or okay. uh, something like
1: that. Uh, well, we'll do that because we're going to have to wrap it up within the next 60 seconds, so we'll let uh, Sherry answer that. Uh, but there are direct flights, I know, from LAX and different parts of the, of the United States that can fly directly into Panama City. But give us a, a quick idea. From what I can see, the prices are a lot less than they are here.
10: They, they really are. You can't really compare. um, The the, the primary thing that you need to look at is the number of days you want to fish and the number of anglers fishing on one boat. That determines the price. So, and you got to think about how many times you want to share that rod as well. Mm -hmm. I think. Three anglers on one boat is the perfect number. I mean, mm-hmm. how many big fish do you think you can catch in an eight to ten hour yeah. fishing before dying? Well, you
1: know, I I would guess if somebody wanted to go down there and they're conservative with their money, they could they could do a great trip for less than twenty five hundred bucks, including airfare.
10: Mm-hmm. I think you're pushing. I'd say three grand, to be honest.
1: With okay. You. Well, it depends on how many hour, how many times you want to go fish and where you're fishing. But yeah.
10: Right. But, Do that. Uh, Do but that it, it
1: really, it really is one of the less expensive places to go. Uh, we're getting kicked out for this segment. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back with you. Everywhere.
3: bass angler magazine simply brings you more if you want to learn the latest technique start winning tournaments or just catch more bass then bass angler magazine is for you go to www.bassmag.com click on the order link and use the promo code fbr go to www.bassmag.com bass angler magazine bassmag.com it will be the best 20 dollars you've ever spent
7: Get the fish in the line and in the water
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we've got Marco Farrell and his uh, gold medal-winning father sitting next to us, just kind of hanging out, and Mark's helping us out, who's our new social media and marketing director. So we're going to expect some great things coming on Facebook and all these other new things that I don't really know that much about, but uh, we're going to be taking care of that. On the line with us, we have the editor uh, or publisher, or is it both? Publisher. Okay, publisher of Bass Angler Magazine, which is BassMag.com. And then we have another lovely young lady by the name of Sherry Wilson, who operates Executive Adventures and Travel. And she is the lady that you want to talk to to fulfill all of your dreams. Now, don't take that the wrong way, Sherry. I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) But uh, let's put all of your angling dreams. How's that? I like it. uh, But uh, anyway, we've been talking about Panama, and then Mark has been a little bit quiet. But uh, let's talk, first of all, a description of, of what happens on the trip. Now, Panama has got some incredible fishing, and at the um, on the uh, Caribbean side is, uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. But <laughs> but uh, there's fishing available there, and then you got the Panama Canal that goes through and comes out into the Pacific, and right where that comes out into the Pacific is Panama City, which is. Probably the largest city. I don't know what the capital is, but what is it, about a million and a half, two million people in the area? Absolutely. Okay. And then from there, that's where you want to go. That's where um, most of the resorts. And from what I can tell, the prices are about half for similar. Accommodations that you'd find in the United States and probably a third of what you'd find in Hawaii or most other places. and But the fishing is incredible. The only thing is, the best fishing is off the coast. So can you explain that, Sherry?
10: It is, it is. Um, basically, when you fly into Panama City, Panama, um, we offer a VIP service, and basically you don't stand in line to clear customs. We pull you out of line, we take you up to the airport to the IT lounge, that's where you enjoy cool beverages, cocktails and that's where you wait while we actually process your luggage and your passports and customs and then from there we transfer you a lot of a lot of guys and ladies like to overnight in Panama City and or they like to go straight to the lodge and what that entails is whether you stay in Panama that city that night or going to the lodge that evening it's a little in country flight. Um, and it takes about 35 minutes get from Panama City to what they call the V Lake David and then we pick you up and take you to whatever operator you want to go to and there are several operators in that area whether you want to be uh, in the middle of a jun- uh, in the middle of a jungle uh, at a five-star resort or if you want to cruise on out to the fishing grounds and be on top of those fishing grounds and be sold by those operators that basically feed you you, and and you just catch a ton of fish but it's all in what you want to do and what you want to plan there's so many activities to do between Mm -hmm. Panama City and the David area if you're into tours and stuff like that I mean zip hunting all over and uh there's never I mean I don't think I've ever heard a bad playing on what they call the city canal. Where we used the old Panama, New Panama, modern Panama, the Panama Canal, and Mm -hmm. there's actually now it's just happened in the past year where they built a lot of restaurants and bars and stuff at the end of the canal there, and people actually sit there and watch all the boats go through the canal. Oh, the
1: ships! Wow.
10: It's quite interesting,
1: very interesting. Well, a a couple of comments that I will make is Costa Rica is a great place. Um, But, you know, I've never fished in Panama. Hopefully we're going to take care of that. But um, to me, when I first went to Costa Rica, um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more like Panama. I mean what they call a rainforest to me is just like a bunch of trees in Costa Rica, but in Panama, you really do have the rainforest you know with the howling monkeys and the and the the lush green and, and the the people are warm and friendly and I think that uh, uh Costa Rica is a great place, but you' better hold on to your wallet but uh, uh, <laughs> but uh Co- but Panama you know because it was um the um, the occupation by the Americans running the canal for so long that there's there's just a great relationship, and I believe that Panama depends on the U.S. for its military still, but they use the uh, everybody almost everybody speaks English and they. Um, the currency is US dollar so it's just so easy and d- just a great place so that would be kind of my quick comment on it. Now another question and this something that Mark would probably like to know about what about um, fishing freshwater?
10: Peacock, yeah peacock bass They have uh, Gatoon Lake over there uh, and there's a lot of other little operators if you walked up and down the docks that would love to take you out I have a couple captains that'd be really good but Tarpon, snook, but the June Lake offers the small butterfly it's peacock bass. not like what you see in Brazil, but beautiful and it's not unusual to pull up three and four fish at a time. I think the wreck that on the Toon Lake is probably seven or eight pounds.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, Lake Lake Katun. and it is actually I got the opportunity to do it, and you know, yeah, you're right. It's it's not a twenty five thirty pounder, but it's still a peacock bass, and they still are fun to catch. And it's lush and green. You're kind of cruising along, and you know, you can hear the howling monkeys, and you know why they call them that when you, when you when you go by there. And then they've got these uh, Native Indian tribes as a place back in the jungle where you can go back and kind of go back in history a little bit. Uh, but it's you know. It, if you're going to go there not just for the fishing. Now, what about besides Lake Um, uh, either south of Panama City or some areas that uh, um, that Mark might be more interested in?
7: Yeah. That's yeah do they have rivers some or some streams mark, that from... also have uh, peacock bass, freshwater? Yes, they have that, but they have
10: tarpon and snook, too. Uh, Mark, and, and there are, like I said, several captains. Um, there's one that I'm really partial to. His name is Tony Herndon. He's kind of the Indiana Jones of Panama, you know, and uh, has a fleet of boats and does a real fun job over there. And he actually fished what they call the Bayano River. And oh, Nice. Yeah, so it's, real, it's really, it is a fun trip, and the thing about in Panama City, if you're there and you only have a chance to fish for a day or two days, it's a great opportunity, and you're not having to take that little in-country hopper flight. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, a, and is a there long- like a lot of guides and things? I mean, is it, if you're in Panama City,
7: is it pretty easy to find somebody to take you fishing?
10: No, not, you need not to like set it up. would be in you the States.
7: I
1: mean, but advance. there are a
10: couple of marinas, and you can walk down the docks, but it's really best to have,
1: they have someone fix like you me yeah. or
10: somebody else help you out. And, you know, I would, would want to put you with the right guy. But, you know, just a little Gatoon Lake experience. I mean, if you've got three guys on the boat, you know, you're looking at about $500 per day of fishing. So, not each, that's yeah, all okay. together. That's you know. for all three? Yeah, that's for total for all three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, are the the resorts down
7: there, are they, like, all-inclusive or or not? I'm sorry. Some are, sure.
1: Uh, The resorts, are they normally all-inclusive or, you know, what's the norm? Uh, And I understand a lot of them will include breakfast only, but give a quick remark on that.
10: Um, Yes. Most of them will include breakfast only, but your best hotels are probably the casino hotels. Um, It usually puts you right in the heart of, of everything, so um you can actually walk down the street and there's another hotel with a casino on it so you know you're probably your best ones. there you go so they give you tickets you know if you're american yeah.
1: you you go in a casino you go in a casino and pay for your trip right
10: pretty much i've had people (laughs) do that too believe it or not yeah (laughs) but
1: uh, yeah no that's that's fascinating um but let's uh, let's get another quick idea before we run out of time, Mark. If you have any other questions uh, for Sherry that that about Panama in particular, or not necessarily Panama, we talked about some other places that she goes to. Uh, I think you mentioned Guatemala is up and coming. Is that right, Sherry?
10: Yeah, Guatemala is doing a really good job. Have a couple of really top operators out there that more that Guy Harvey, you know, actually promotes that I agree with him on, and have sent several people there. Um. And does a real good job.
7: Yeah, I mean, for me, I, w- I would just want to know the best time and the best place to go in and uh, get some peacock bass. You know, say that's what I really wanted to do. When is, you know, what's the best time and then what's the best best country to go into to, to do that?
10: Okay, I'm going to tell you Panama is the best and the only place, the only time of year that you never want to go is the month of October because it rains like three. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as Guatemala goes, I mean, it all depends on what you want to catch. That's the difference between them and a Panama because Mm -hmm. of the variety. You know, the biggest Mm -hmm. decision you have to make as an angler in Panama is do I want to catch a big fat marlin or don't yeah. so want to catch Well, a,
1: I, I think another quick comment is um, up-and-coming countries like Nicaragua, um, Guatemala, and uh, Belize, they're, they're great fisheries, but the infrastructure is not quite there, so it's usually more expensive. Where in Panama, everything's there, and it's easy and very inexpensive. Did that sound right?
10: Uh, Belize is not where it needs to be at for me yet, but... Um, Okay. Uh, Guatemala, I've got some places. Nicaragua is coming along, but I can't say that it's dirt cheap. Yeah. And I can't say it's really expensive. It just depends on what an right. angle what you're looking to for. Do. It. Well, it's yeah. on your
1: bucket list. Well, it looks like we're uh, Mark is going to cut us off here because, uh, you know, when the time comes up, we they just cut us off. So anyway, I would like to say real quickly, uh, Executive Adventures and Travel. Do you have a real quick uh, information or website?
10: Uh, just give me a shout, Nine eight five seven seven eight nine four
1: zero two. Okay, and if you didn't uh, get that, go to the front page of fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to it again as many times as you want. Or we'll you can go that. to
2: the Facebook
1: page,
7: and there you we'll go. have a post okay, there. Okay, we'll
1: have that posted there. Mark's going to take care of that. And then, of course, bassanglermag.com. Thank you very much, Mark. Hey, okay,
7: thank Ray. you guys. It was a pleasure. He's a great American fisherman, he fish
1: anywhere, anywhere there's water, love knows he'll be there. Welcome back like to Fish Talk City. Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. We have Marco Farrell, our new director of media and social, no, no, uh, marketing, no, so- social media and marketing director. Correct. Okay. All right, or whatever you want to call yourself, yep. and then we have Mark Lassain, who is the uh, publisher of Bass Angler Magazine, and can be found quite easily at BassMag.com. Uh, so we're going to. Yep. We've, on, we've only got a couple of minutes, so let's uh, jump into something. We were talking about, um, oh, nice. you know, maybe might be the time of the year where some people are foolish enough to put their equipment away. Uh, for the winner.
7: yeah. You know, let's let's back up for just a second. There's a you know a thing that we bass anglers do that kind of helps us get you know into the moment or get your zen on or whatever you want to call it. And you know, for me, I have a boat, so I've got all my junk in my boat. So I take everything out of my boat and I put it in the middle of my garage floor, and then I sort it all out from there. And then once you're done, you kind of have this sense of uh, of freedom. And really can help you get back on track, and really help you start catching some fish. So, ah. you know that's one tip. You know for bass guys, you know because we're you know we're chasing the fish. It's all yeah. about you know fooling them and tricking oh, them. Oh yeah,
1: when like you're that. when so, you're in the middle of it, you just throw this there, there, and pick up that, um, and then it doesn't take very long to have a <laughs> have a garage sale, and you don't know what even you got.
7: <laughs> it's a, it's kind of, you know it's kind of like golf. You know I mean if your head's not in the game, then you know you're going to be drinking it off somewhere else. So, you know, but if you're right, you, you know you're going to be hitting it straight. And it's and kind of the same thing with fishing. So, you know, and like you were saying, uh, a lot of guys are, you know, putting their stuff away, starting to get cold, uh, I don't want to go out. But I'm, but I'm going to tell you, you know, now fall can be really a great time to fish. The bass school up, they're chasing bait, and you can have some incredible days. I mean, you can go out on a lake, and a lot of times you'll go out on these lakes and ones that have shad in it. And you can take some binoculars and kind of kind of glass the lake, we call it, and look for these fish blowing up. And then you can run over there and throw baits on top and, and catch them right out of there. You know, you can be able to catch those for a little while, and then you look for another set blowing up, and then you go chase those. Really, it makes it for a fun day. And it's mm. one of those kind of things, you know, in the morning is cold, but, you know, this time of year you don't need to catch them early in the morning. They, they bite a little better like us. They want it to be a little bit warmer, so when the sun's up a little bit higher, then you get out there and go.
1: Oh, that's so. my kind of fishing.
7: I yeah, know. yeah, so it's nice.
1: And, and actually, sometimes, uh, you know, you go out and get there first thing in the morning, but the bait may not happen until the afternoon into the evening.
7: Exactly. You know, that's what happens in the winter. A lot of times, some fish just don't bite early want to cool out. And they bite a lot better when it's uh, when it warms up, so it makes Thanks for a good, day, good fun day and, and not too cold. You know what it starts getting cold in the evening? Just come on in and, you know, go do it again.
1: Well, the, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a little bit different, but now... In different parts of the country, obviously, I'm some some places. Of course, Texas has just gotten hit with uh, with the remnants of uh, Hurricane Patricia, but uh, so they I think they got plenty of water. And then as you go farther north, there's there's plenty. And then you know, if it gets really cold, you you can you know like we, what we call hard water fishing, where you have to go out and drill yeah. a hole in the water. <laughs>
7: but, uh, you know, you know, I've never tried that, but yeah. you know, I mean, you know, up in Minnesota, when they're drilling holes. You can be down in Florida in shorts and flip-flops and so top water. So, yeah. uh, you know, I did that a couple of years ago. It was December, and I'm in shorts and a tank top, and okay. all my friends are, you know, well, not very Mark,
1: happy. <laughs> Mark, they're, they're shipping us out of here again. We appreciate that. Okay. But uh, almost anywhere in the United States, we're so fortunate. There's there's usually something within a couple hours of wherever you are If you want to, if you want to do that. So don't give it up. But if you do give it up, you know, get it organized before you put it away. There you go. Thank you, Mark. And go to BassMag.com. And uh, with anything and everything you need to know about bat fishing. Marco, thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, you're going to be posting some stuff up on Facebook shortly. Yeah, check out our
2: our Facebook page. Okay.
1: Sounds good. I appreciate that. All right. You guys take care. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate that. And we'll talk to you guys real soon. I'm fishing